Hello and welcome to the Ending Body Burnout Show. We are your hosts, Chris and Philly, co-founders of a multi-award winning functional medicine practice, serving busy people with energy, mood and gut issues. While busyness, addictive doing, people pleasing and perfectionism might be the norm, it's not normal and it's a major contributor to health issues. Our goal with this show is to give you a holistic root, root cause approach to healing your body so that you don't have to continue doctor or diet hopping or popping a gazillion supplements hoping something might stick so get ready to heal your body get your spark back deeply connect with yourself and step into the life of your dreams let's Let's dive dive in. in hello it's philly here on the ending body burnout show thank you so much for dropping in to listen to this episode, which is all about my emotional roller coaster, creating my new book and how my body communicated to me. Now, before I jump into all the juicy details, this is, oh goodness, a bit of a vulnerability podcast. Um, I just want to mention this is a solo episode. Chris is not here with me today. He is off coaching. We are having major internet issues. So anyway, he is at the clinic and I really wanted to release this podcast. So I thought I will do this solo um, because it's a lot about my internal journey anyway. And I hope that it will, these insights that I take you through will really help you to understand your own ending body burnout journey. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention was that, as you know, the book is coming out now. This is something I will talk about a little bit more, but, um, there has been some things happening behind the scenes with publisher and printer and delivery. Um, I was really hoping that the 1st of November, I would have 2000 books at my home ready to handwrite little notes to all the people who have so graciously pre-ordered my new book and to be posting them out today. Now that hasn't happened because my publisher kind of switched printers sort of at the last minute, which has delayed some things. It's all going to be for the better. But um, for anyone who has pre-ordered the book, you're going to have to wait maybe a couple more weeks, but it will be with you really soon. And this is just an example of something that I'm working through in terms of being patient. Um, But I'll talk a little bit more about that later because it's not just about being patient. There's lots of other stuff underneath the surface. Now, good news is, is if you haven't pre-ordered your copy yet, we will still be running the pre-release bonuses up until we send out the physical copies. So you have another couple of weeks. So if you've been sort of fitting, sitting on the sense or fence or you had it on your to-do list to order a copy and you've just forgotten or haven't had time, then I will pop in the show note links where you can go and pre-order your copy. You'll be the first amongst the first to get a copy of the book and you'll also receive a whole heap of bonuses. So almost $300 worth of bonuses, which is pretty epic. Um, We're giving you our beating body burnout and perfectionism short course, which goes into um, looking at body systems that burn down when you're running perfectionism patterns, the deepest root cause and how your unconscious state and your nervous system responds to... um, to perfectionism patterns and why they're there in the first place. And then also giving you a protocol for movement and also nutrition to support you when you're burnt out. 
So you'll get that. You'll also receive my gut movement masterclass where I take you through a whole heap of movements that support your vagus nerve, your stomach, your intestines, your bowels for a happy gut. And you will also get access to our live communicating with symptoms intimate workshop with Chris and I, which will be virtual. Um, Date to be announced for that, but you will be in that room with us, which will go into more of how can we actually connect with our body and how can we listen to the messages from our body and then switch the symptoms off. Okay, so a couple of months ago, I put up a poll on socials about potential topics for an episode around the book and there was a mixed response. So last month we did a podcast on what you can find and discover inside the book and I also did a reading of the foreword um, that Lisa Kordoff wrote for the book, which was amazing. And also all the lovely feedback and stuff I've had from um, advanced readers. So if you haven't listened to that one and you want to, that um, was last month. And then one that was sort of um, at the the tip of the, uh, got the most votes, I guess, was my emotional roller coaster that I have been on to write, publish and launch the book and how my body has communicated to me. And so I put on my to-do list um, to record this podcast episode and to tell you the truth, for the last month I've been thinking about this episode and there's been two parts of me which is like, do not share that. That could be really embarrassing. You're going to share some really vulnerable and awkward stuff in that podcast and the whole world is going to hear. I mean, you know, maybe not the whole world is listening to the podcast but potentially anyone could hear. Then the other side of me was like, no, because this is such a great example of what it means to end your body burnout and how you can listen to your body to prevent you from burning out. Because I will tell you what right now is that if I didn't have the tools and resources that we take people through to end the body burnout, especially around the metaphysical side of healing, this probably would have led to my fourth burnout experience, but it hasn't. And I want to show you how I've navigated this and what I've done to listen to myself and essentially switch off early signs and symptoms. Okay, so because this is a book um, podcast episode, I do just want to acknowledge and thank our amazing sponsors who believed in this book and were willing to back me in its creation. So Nutribath Lab Testing which is a company that we use all the time for all of our functional medicine lab testing. They are amazing. Also Primal Alternative. Um, I had Helen, the founder on our podcast, I think last month also. She has created this empire of bakers who create grain-free products. So amazing. Definitely check them out. And also Happy Biome, which is our sister business. So if you don't know, we also have another business that um, creates natural organic skincare cleaning products to help you live a more low-tox life. So I want to thank those sponsors. Check out their websites in the show notes. Okay. So um, before I dive into all my weird things that went on... (laughs) I just um, want to give you some context for today's podcast episode. So in our, in our practice, we look at both the physical body and how it's connected to our 
other parts of our body. So we're not just a physical body. We're also an emotional body, a mental body, an unconscious body, an energetic body, a spiritual body. And so if you're showing up with body burnout, energy, mood, gut issues, other inflammatory symptoms, if you only treat the physical body, you're not going to get very far. Some people don't get any results at all, or you may get results, but they generally don't last because you're not addressing all the other layers and levels of your body. And we believe also that the deepest root cause of body burnout, the deepest, comes back to what's happening in your unconscious mind and the dysfunctional beliefs of self and also a broken relationship with self. And the way that that like works from a physical point of view is that if you have these deep core unconscious beliefs that you don't matter, that you're invisible, that you're incapable, that you're unlovable, whatever it is, then that absolutely causes you to respond to this world. You live in this world as if you're unsafe, basically. It is dangerous to be you. Um, It is scary to be you at any moment. The rest of the world may find out that this belief that you have about yourself is true. And so that creates a lot of fear. And then from a body systems point of view, it absolutely impacts the state of your body system. So that's where people then are producing a lot of stress hormones with their adrenals, a lot of adrenaline with their brain. Um, And over time, these body systems and these chemicals start burning out, which then leads to dysfunction in the body. So, So also too, these deeper root cause unconscious beliefs set up your thoughts and your feelings and your behavior patterns that often lead to body burnout as well and that literally stress out your body systems. So, you know, if you don't think that you're good enough, then your thoughts will probably show up as anxious or worrying or proving or defending. Your behavior patterns will probably show up as perfectionism, people-pleasing, overdoing um, to the expense of your health. And over time, these body systems break down. So in our practice um, and more specifically in our ending body burnout method, we teach people how to get to this deepest root cause beliefs, reprogram the unconscious rewire the brain because the brain can get stuck sending danger signals to the body and producing symptoms and regulate the nervous system. Now, is it done once? I'm going to say no. (laughs) And this is contextualizing where I'm going with this conversation. So you don't just do this work once. You don't be like, oh, I've discovered this deepest core belief about myself. Okay, now I choose to believe that I love myself. Um, look, I mean, it takes time to reprogram and then like clients who do this and lean into it wholeheartedly are literally within weeks starting to see physiological changes in their body. Their thoughts are feeling different. Their behavioral patterns are showing up differently. It is phenomenal. The healing that comes from that. Um, and then you can go along living your life, feeling pretty darn good until you hit a new level of growth. And so what happens when you hit a new level of growth, it can bring up some stuff. It can bring up some old stuff or it can even uh, surface some new stuff that you didn't ever realize was there. So, so going back to the book, so the book has been a massive level of growth in all parts of the process of writing and publishing and marketing the book. 
because I've never written a book. I mean, I've written a PhD. I've had things published, um, both research articles, studies published, as well as, um, you know, things published published for the general public in Forbes and Body and Soul and stuff like that. But I've never written a book. And so for me, this was a new level of growth where my neurology, we are all built like everybody is built for survival and safety. And so your nervous system will always scan things. So if it's like, oh, this is a new thing. Oh, let's um, let's just put the little warning uh, flag up just so that we can, you know, make sure that we're safe to move forwards. And so anytime that there's uncertainty, something new, even if it's a really exciting and positive thing, your unconscious mind and your body can send and often does send all sorts of signals to you so that you don't, because it wants to protect you. It doesn't want you to fail. It doesn't want you to get hurt. And so therefore new levels of growth um, can bring up some stuff. And that's really important because we teach in our, with our clients who are going through the ending body burnout method that we teach them the tools and resources to know how to listen to their body, to know how to listen to their signs, to then also know how to act upon that so that when they're healed and when they go out and continue living their life post-christened Philly functional medicine, that they have all the tools and resources to continue regulating themselves and continue moving through new levels of growth without it destroying them again, without them going down the path of body burnout. And that's essentially what ending body burnout actually means. It's not like done once and you're fixed forever. It's like, no, you are going to learn how to live a life or and thrive through life and listen to your body and act upon the signals that your body is sending you. And yes, you may feel some pain and some discomfort during that time, but when you listen to it straight up, then there's no reason for your body to continue sending signals and ending up in chronic fatigue and severe gut issues again. Okay. So, um, so during the writing of the book, well, I'm going to break this up because, I mean, this podcast could go for ages because there's so many stories and sharings to share here. But I'm going to break it up into some different um, parts in the process of writing, of getting this book out into the world. So writing the book was, first of all, a new level of growth. Um, I love writing. I am a writer. Um, but, I again, never written a book. So new level of growth. And I actually joined a program called Book Builder by Rethink Press and the goal was to write your first draft in six weeks, which I did. <laughs> I just like fanged it. I'm like, I'm going to write this first draft in six weeks and I'm going to get it all out. Now, it was a crap draft. The other drafts were much harder, but there was one section in the book called Heal Thy Mind, which I hadn't really embodied. I'd always thought, oh, this is Chris's thing. Chris is the NLP practitioner. Chris is the, the, the mind coach. Chris is really good at this stuff. I'll just piggyback on Chris. But really, like it just felt out of alignment that this was a massive part in the book and a massive part in the way that we heal people. And back then when I first wrote the first draft, I wasn't embodying it myself. So I felt like a fraud. I knew that there were areas in my life being affected by deeper beliefs hidden in the unconscious, including health issues. Um, so I actually, uh, you know, in terms of, 
of listening to that, it just didn't feel right. Every time I picked up that Heal Thy Mind book, I felt icky. I felt like I wanted to vomit. And so that's then just something that was just like, oh, okay, this is a thing that feels out, not only feels out of alignment, but also a space in which I could do more work on myself, in which I could develop and create a deeper level of healing. So I ended up doing a six-month coaching program with an amazing coach and discovered a whole heap of stuff about myself. Um, And that is um, like if you've listened to me, if you're a client, um, if you've been an avid listener of the podcast for a long time, you know that I'll talk about during COVID, histamine flared up and heartburn and insomnia and all the things. And as I worked on deeper unconscious core beliefs and metaphysically worked on my body, the symptoms actually switched off, disappeared. And so then I went back to writing the book and I wrote that last draft, so much more invigorated. I was a woman on a mission. I was ignited. There was no self-doubt. I've got this. I could then put my name to the book my name on the book, sorry, knowing wholeheartedly that I have embodied every word in this book. And I think that that, that's really important to me because I want to lead and inspire and guide our clients, not just based on like a practitioner knowledge and from the textbook or the certification book, but but I want to be that guide and that leader who has done the work for herself and continues to do it on a daily basis. Okay, so that was the writing of the book. There was a whole heap of other stuff that happened during that time, but that was kind of like the big learning. Next, it was publishing the book. And this was very interesting. So I'm like, cool, finished the book. Wow, that was hard. Okay, what's the next thing that I have to do? Publishing, okay, well, this should be much easier, shouldn't it? (laughs) This was actually even more stressful than writing the book not because of stress that was happening outside of me, but it was more that it was actually triggering something that needed further work inside of me. And so I, I started looking around, who do I want to, how, how do I want to publish the book? Do I want to self-publish? Do I want to like pitch it to the big traditional publishers like Penguin um, or Macmillan? Or do I want to kind of do a hybrid publisher where that's some self-funded so I have more say, but then it's also royalty based. And I literally like, okay, I'm a, um, like there's a personality type called accumulator and I'm very detailed oriented. So I had this massive spreadsheet of all the potential publishers I could pitch to. Um, but I got stuck in analysis paralysis around what type of publisher I wanted to go with. I believed, I believed the book was good enough to be published by say someone like Penguin. I had no doubt in my mind that the book was pretty darn awesome. But there was deeper stuff below the surface around my ability to make good decisions. So it wasn't around my fear of pitching it to people. It was just that, am I going to make the right decision about the right publisher to bring this baby into the world? And I put a lot of pressure on myself. And I remember for a really good um, amount of time, it probably was going on for about a month. And this is where the body will speak to you. When, when you've broken rapport with yourself or when there's deeper wounds that need to be healed, your body, my body especially, speaks to me. 
and chronically I had chest tightness every day. I couldn't relax. I went back into old patterns um, that I thought I'd healed from where I couldn't relax even if I was, you know, doing self-care or going for a walk. And my thoughts were constantly spiralling. And so and so then I, I had to sit down with myself and have a good chat. And there are a few key questions that I asked to myself. And I hope that these will help you too because as I'm talking, I'm sure there may be, although, you know, I mean, maybe you're in the process of writing a book, maybe you're not. Maybe you're just in the process of making a big decision or or something else in your life. And so these questions and how I worked through this, I'm hoping that it will help you get some insight and even some really practical strategies that you can use in order to get to the deeper root as to why you're feeling overwhelmed and stressed out. So one question, what do I want? Well, the big goal was I want to get the book published. I want the book to be out into the world. I also want to make a book big impact with the book. And so therefore, yes, the publisher kind of does matter. It must be high quality. Um, it must be professional. And yeah, if I could get a traditional publisher, which would allow more reach, then awesome. What is, and then the next question was, what is stopping me? Well, it was my analysis paralysis. I just couldn't make a decision. I'd got like a bunch of emails back and I'm like, ah, I don't know what to do. I was outsourcing responsibility to others, asking Chris, asking other colleagues that are authors. Um, and because I was stuck in analysis paralysis, this was a dysfunctional pattern that was showing up for a good month. And so the next question then was, in order for me to move through this, I must ask the question, what must I believe about myself in order for this analysis paralysis to keep showing up and it's preventing me from actually making a decision and getting the book published. So, so there was actually some other dysfunctional beliefs that I hadn't really worked on in the past that weren't kind of like my really angsty, deeper root cause beliefs that I had worked on. It was more kind of like surface level ones. And so there was a belief that bad, um, that I can't make a good decision, that bad things might happen if I make the wrong choice. And when, and so then it's like, whoa, okay, cool. Okay. So this is what I, this is a deeper unconscious core belief. When did I start to decide to believe this? Well, there were a few things, um, as a child growing up, um, we grew up in a beautiful Christian, um, family culture I always felt like there was nothing kind of like authoritative or dominant around that but there was the narrative that things are right or wrong um now in my child capacity to understand that I took that very black and white not that everyone does that but I I believed that I am either right or am I I'm wrong and so therefore there was a pattern in my life showing up where I was petrified to do the wrong thing because if I did the wrong thing, I'd get in trouble and be rejected. So once I could uncover that, then it's like, oh my gosh, okay, well, I know how to reprogram this belief because I've done it before with a deeper one around being weak and incapable. And so therefore I can do it again. And so I reprogrammed that belief 
um, made a decision about a publisher who I am so happy I went with, Book Reality. They have been amazing to work with. I love them. And that was great. Okay, so um, we've been in a lot of uh, quite a few business programs and one that we were in prior to writing the book, um, Key Person of Influence, amazing program. Um, we actually had Glenn Carlson on our podcast. Um, he was our business coach. Um, so one, one technique in business is that part is partnerships can make a really big impact on your ability to grow. And so, um, I remember there were a few, few coaches in that program who were like, oh, when I wrote a book, I reached out to sponsors to see if they could sponsor the book. Um, and then, and then also they helped to share the book as well. And so anyway, I was just like, okay, cool. I'll do that too. That, that worked for them. I'm sure I can make it work for me. And so, so again, being that detailed oriented person, got my spreadsheet, who are all the potential people that I could partner with that have aligned values that, um, that align with, with the stuff that I wrote in the book, wrote up heaps of sponsors and I started emailing them. Um, and then what I found was, this brought up heaps of stuff around money, which was really bizarre because we, I mean, with the publisher that we went for, we only had to fund a very small amount um, because it's royalty based. And so from a financial point of view, we, we totally could have afforded to um, do the money. But I thought, well, what a beautiful way that we can actually collaborate with some awesome companies. and. And, and also advertise what they do too. So anyway, that's why I started doing the sponsors. And then, yeah, when heaps of stuff came up around money, it was really bizarre because I'm like, I don't need the money. We have money. <laughs> but when I started asking the questions again, I start, I realized that I felt like a beggar, even though rationally we had money to fund the project. Um, and it was a great business tactic to partner and collaborate with other brands that align with ours. I felt really bad for asking the money. I actually felt like a victim, like I needed rescuing, like I needed someone else to come and save me, to come and fund the book, even though rationally it didn't make sense. But unconsciously, there was a lot of like victim mentality and I literally felt like a beggar. And so that made me feel really uncomfortable too when I was reaching out to people um, because I'm like, oh, oh, this energy is all wrong. And so I kind of stopped pitching to people because I'm like, I don't want to be pitching to sponsors when I feel like a beggar. I want this to come from a space of love and collaboration and excitement and also with with um, the energy that, oh, like it's actually great to work with me. Um, oh, yeah, you can pay to work with me, to collaborate with me. Um, and, and it's going to be a lovely reciprocal relationship. And so anyway, I did some specific trauma work around this, which was really interesting um, because I felt like I'd come a really long way with money. And I think I might do a whole podcast on money and money scarcity because it's a massive 
cause of stress and then leads to body burnout. And it can also prevent people from actually investing in themselves to um, to then get help and to heal. So if that interests you, I will do a whole podcast on money um, because I'd done a lot of work the year previous and I really thought that things had gotten way better with the money side of things. Um, I wasn't instead of me like freaking out and thinking that we were going to lose the house and the business was going to break and all the things, if I had a little thought around money, I could really quickly see it and name it for what it was, a deeper fear about myself, not about money, and then be able to reframe it. And I thought that that was as good as it got. But this whole sponsor thing really brought up stuff and I'm like, oh, gee, the money thing still hasn't been fully addressed. What is going on here? And so anyway, as I said, I did some specific trauma work um, called TRTP trauma therapy, um, which is also during the time I was getting accredited in it as well. Um, And it's a modality that we use in our ending body burnout method to clear trauma and unconscious core beliefs really fast in as little as two weeks. It's amazing. There's some work in order to get prepped and ready to get those results. But anyway, as part of the, um, as part of my training, I got my own mentor or therapist and, um, in the homework, there was, uh, just uh, something where I had to write, what do I want to move towards from? What do I want to move away from? And I'm like, oh, do I put the money thing in? I feel like, I feel like it's as good as it gets, but I'm like, no, I'm feeling like a beggar. I'm feeling like a victim around money. I want to see more growth with money in terms of like how my relationship with it. So anyway, um, and after the very first session, the most incredible thing happened. My brain no longer thinks about money the same way at all. Like the thought isn't even there anymore around money being scary. It's like my unconscious state has completely flipped that belief around money is scary and now instead money is energy. Money, money is currency. Money comes and money goes. Money is safe. I'm also a really resourceful person. I can make money. Um, I'm a magnet for money. And so, so that was really cool because I didn't, if I didn't name and dig deeper around why this pitching to sponsors was making me feel uncomfortable. I wouldn't uncover a deeper belief around being a beggar. <laughs> and then therefore I wouldn't have continued working at, on the money stuff at a deeper level and got remarkable results with that. Okay. So that's the money thing. Um, oh, the, yeah. Okay. So launching the book, so that's been the most recent thing that's happened and I thought this would be the easy part. I keep saying that every part I thought was going to be the easier part Um, and I certainly didn't expect anything to show up because I truly had no inhibitions at all around people reading the book. I know it's awesome and I'm okay if someone doesn't like the book. Like if you've ordered the book and you hate it, well, I'm sorry that you've wasted $30. (laughs) But personally, I think it's flipping awesome for the right people who are aligned with what we do. It's amazing. And so so launching the book too and marketing it, I mean, like we've been in business for 
I don't even know, 15 years, maybe longer. And so marketing stuff, you know, it's just, it's just a skill set that I now have. And so I really didn't think launching marketing the book was going to bring up anything. Um, however, there were some things that showed up, which was very interesting. So um, we joined a new business program this year called Tina Towers, um, Her Empire Builder which is amazing. It's actually been on my wish list for the past two years. And I wanted to launch the book like Tina did with all the bells and whistles, getting media on board, getting on podcasts, flooding socials with everything, you know, messages about the book, doing partnerships, sponsorships and a book tour. And this derailed me again. This time, it wasn't just like the feeling in my body or the emotions that caused me to know that I'd come up against a a bit of a brick wall. I was actually getting some really strong physical symptoms, which I couldn't ignore. So for a good few weeks, I was getting digestive issues, heartburn every time I ate, histamine reactions as well. And I've never experienced this before, but my palms were getting red and I was getting like this track of red rashes, which was a histamine response running up my arm and it was so itchy. And if I look back in hindsight, that all didn't happen straight away. It was the tension in my body first and then it was like, oh, yeah, I just feel like my digestion is not great and then it's like full-on heartburn and then it's like other histamine-like reactions that I usually would get. But when they itch and I wasn't listening, that's the thing. I wasn't listening because I'm like, oh, I've done this work. Fire up, body. Why are you sending me these signals again? I've done the work. What's scary about this? <laughs> um, but when the rashes happened and they weren't going away, I'm like, far out. I got to listen to my body right now because if I don't, I'm going to end up in body burnout again. And I don't want that because that's not fun. And also I love myself. Like I deeply love myself. And I know when I listen to myself, only good things happen. Not only do the symptoms immediately switch off, but I just get abundance in my life. I've seen it. I have evidence that it's happened in the past. And so therefore I came back to what I know to be true is that I know that when I listen to myself, I will get good, good things will happen. And so I um, actually had a coaching session because I'm like, I just want someone else to create some space for me around this, which is always so valuable. I love coaching. Um, and I discovered during that session that the root of my body screaming at me was not around the book or the marketing or people reading it. It was like specifically around the book tour. Which funnily enough, I still haven't set any dates in any cities in Australia yet um, because I didn't want to do that until I physically had the books in my hand so that I knew that all was good to go there. But I was, but back then when I was, you know, creating a marketing plan and around the book tour, um, I was just really brainstorming at that time. And so anyway, the route was the book tour and the deeper belief around that was I had a fear that no one would show up. (laughs) Now I had, I had no fear that no one would buy the book because I'm like, the book's great. It's awesome. Like, 
you know, it, it's good. It's a good book. But I had this irrational fear that no one would show up if I put on a live in-person event. And then that would be really exposing because if that happens online, you can kind of hide in Zoom so that you are only seen. We never do this actually. Like um, we love seeing faces. But but the, but in my nervous system, it's like it is way scary to think that if I put on an in-person live event, which will also cost money and no one shows up, I am fully exposed or one person, I'm fully exposed that I'm no good, <laughs> that nobody likes me. And so that was the fear. No one would show up. And then I'm like, well, what's this deeper unconscious core belief that's still hanging around that no longer needs to be there? And it was around that I'm a bit weird and then therefore not that likable. <laughs> and and so anyway, like again, because I know how to identify these beliefs now and I know how to reprogram them, when I saw that I'm like, oh, yeah, I am weird. Actually, I agree with that belief, but weird isn't bad. Weird, weird is kind of like quirky and fun and cute. <laughs> and you're not like so weird that, people run away from you you just kind of like a little bit quirky I'm like I'm okay with that therefore that makes me likable to the right people (laughs) um and the other thing too was that I wasn't clear on the game that I was playing with the book tour I kind of just like picked it up from a business coach I'm like she did that so I'm gonna do that and I didn't have a chat with my unconscious state to say hey we're doing this this is what it's gonna look like these are the rules I'm gonna play by So therefore it's safe to succeed. My unconscious state and conscious mind were not on the same page. And so I really had to have a chat with myself and just break down. If when I run this book tour, this is what it's going to look like. I'm not going to do it like Tina Tower who did, I don't know, like 13 13 cities in two weeks. It was something crazy like that. Because I know for me and for my personality and for my nervous system that that would be way too much, that that would cause burnout. So when I put on the book tour, I'm just going to do it slow and steady. I don't have to do a city a week or a few cities a week. I'll do what feels good for my nervous system that won't burn me out and where I can show up energized and excited about the next group of people that I will see in the room. Ah, So actually I'll share one more thing around patience. So as, as you heard earlier on in this podcast, I said that, um, the book is slightly delayed. So unfortunately there's been a bit of a hold up with printer delivery, um, because we switched printers at the last minute and it's all going to be for the better. It's going to be a much better quality book. Um, however, it does mean that the, the launch of the actual book, which I thought was going to be on the 1st of November, which is today, the day that I'm recording, was going to happen today. And I got notice that that is not going to happen. It's probably going to be more like in two weeks. And so there's been a lot of back and forth between publisher and printer around this. And look, it hasn't derailed me too much because one, like I had an old pattern where everything had to happen now. And so this whole publishing thing is like a lot of it's outside of my control. And so I just had to go with the flow and be patient around when things unfolded. Um, But I did notice the other day that I'm like, oh crap, all these people that have pre-ordered the book are expecting the book early in November. And I failed them. 
they're all going to hate me. They're going to be so angry at me. They're going to think I'm sneaky. They're going to think I'm dishonest. And so again, deeper unconscious core belief there that was causing more stress to my system than what it could have been. Like it wasn't around being patient or impatient. It was, there was a deeper fear that all these people are going to hate me and that they're going to think that I'm not trustworthy. And when I could see that, I'm like, things happen. Um, I will let all the people know today that there's going to be a slight delay and I'm sorry (laughs) and I've tried my hardest. And if you don't like me because of it, that's probably more a you, you issue rather than a me issue. And I know that kind of sounds a bit harsh, especially if you're a pre-order customer, but um, like a frustration with others is always a frustration with yourself. And so I'm okay to be me. I'm okay that things are taking a little bit longer. I'm okay that the date in which I hoped that the book would be released, that it will not be released. And I'm okay if someone's a bit mad about that because I'm not mad at me. I love me. Um, And if someone's a bit mad about that, we can have a chat. And maybe that's actually just an opportunity to, to look at any deeper wounds or any deeper unconscious core beliefs that makes it feel like life is unfair because you don't get the things that you want when they were expected or whatever it is. I wasn't going to add that last one in, but I'm like, oh, it's so timely because, you know, that's something that's been showing up. Okay, so I hope this episode was helpful. It was quite meandering, quite conversational. I know that if you are a client in our Ending Body Burnout Method and you've been working with us for, I don't know, even the last six weeks, you totally get everything that I was just talking about. Um, If you are completely new to our stuff, then you're probably like, what the heck is this woman talking about? She's so weird. (laughs) And that's okay because I believe I am weird, but unique and quirky and I'm okay to be me. In fact, I'm flipping proud to be me. I love me. (laughs) All right. And also too, hopefully as well, that some of those things that I shared and how I, the questions that I asked myself and, and how I moved through that has been really helpful to you as well if you're struggling with some things. Um, and also if you feel like you've done this work, um, especially for clients, past clients, current clients who feel like, oh gee, everything was going good. Now, why has my body flared up again? Or why do I feel anxious again? Well, highly likely, like, first of all, you just want to identify, is this a new level of growth? And if it is, then it is only a sign of progress. It's not fail. You're not going backwards. You're not reverting. It's just a sign of progress and you pick up all those same tools to regulate yourself again, to reprogram yourself so that you can continue listening to your body. Thank you so much for listening. We so appreciate you. If you'd like to give us extra smiles, drop us a review and spread the love by sharing this episode. All right. You can also rate your own state of burnout Um, and the root cause contributors by taking our Ending Body Burnout Assessment on our website. And if you're interested in learning about our group or one-on-one Ending Body Burnout programs, shoot us a DM via Instagram or Facebook. um, Have have the the best best day day ever. ever.